Yo, not gonna lie, this sound gets me hard as a fucking rock. Yo! I'm afraid so, Brad. But isn't it nice? I'm very shallow and empty, and I have no ideas and nothing interesting to say. And I'm exactly the same way. If I had a steak, I would fuck it. But that steak, Sammy, it reflects because of a latency period. And I'm Gareth. And you're listening to Everybody Wants to Love You. This is a podcast about sex, love and all the other things that get left unsaid. And our theme tune, which you have just enjoyed, is by our friend Patrick Carolyn. We don't say it enough, but he was very kind to to give us uh, music for this and for lots of other projects that we've done over the years. So shout out to Patty. You can reach out to us, by the way, uh, through our email, everybodywantstolovepod at gmail.com. And why would someone want to email us, Gareth? Well, they might want to email us to leave a voice message, record a little voice memo on their phone and leave a question. And it would be very appropriate because today we have received our first question albeit from a friend of ours we have not listened to it yet we've been saving it up when we started talking about doing the show the whole idea was to answer questions and we have a real question so please do send us in your questions to everybody wants to love pod at gmail.com and let's listen together for the first time to our first question and let's hope it's a real one and not something ridiculous hi gareth and nicole it's uh, mark here uh currently based in Bristol, city which I'm absolutely loving. But the question I want to ask you guys uh, on the podcast is Sally Rooney novel adaptations, uh, so normal people and conversations with friends, uh, kind of talking about the book and the film. Uh, I want your take on their depiction of relationships, on sexuality, on their depiction of sexuality and sex. And um, I find it captures a certain nuance, I guess, but it's just humorless. That's what it's kind of devoid of. And that's it's kind of my kind of bead with it. Like, you know, it's just like these, these characters are so just like boring. I wouldn't want to hang out with them, you know? And okay, they're super interesting and super intelligent. Yeah, but I've got super intelligent, interesting friends that are also funny, AKA you guys. So yeah, uh, you, I'd love to hear your take on that. Thanks. There's Mark recording from a construction site on the moon. Uh, (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a tough one because I have a horrible admission to make. Oh, no. Well, I already know what you're going to say. Sally Rooney went to Trinity, not when I was there, but I did go to. Sally Rooney is uh, an Irish writer, you know, uh, and I am an Irish writer. And I am too bitter to have read any of her books or watched any of the adaptations because... I have an idea of what it is. I think maybe I read a page or two while you were reading Normal People or Conversations with Friends and the tone really, really did not... Um, it, it, it seemed like kind of like very simultaneously very smug and full of references but also sort of empty of style and obviously that is a style but anyway it just rubbed me up the wrong way and her success rubs me up the wrong way and the fact that she went to to trinity and also seems to have a very stilted view of what life is like there or at least caricatured view because everybody went to that college wants to write the, the novel about it that's actually good and some people have there are a bunch of famous books about it um 
which portray all of its variety and wonder and strangeness and stuff. And it, so I, but, but, but at the end of the day, I have to admit, I don't have an informed idea. So this one will have to go to you, Nicole, for a real deep dive on the uh, sex and sexuality in Sally Rooney, in the Rooneyverse. <laughs> I, I love this question, Mark. Thank you so much. I was grinning ear to ear listening through that and, and Gareth was quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> but this is the thing. Gareth doesn't like it. Um, and I understand like why you don't like it. Right. Okay. Well, in terms of the sexuality, okay, so here's my little experience with Sally Rooney. Um, so I first uh, got introduced to Sally Rooney because I was approached to audition for the character of Marianne in Normal People. Um, I forgot about that. That's amazing. <laughs> isn't that so funny? Yeah, so this is like probably my last uh, a leg of my acting career thus far when I was actually actively um going to auditions and all this kind of stuff and I should note I got nowhere close and I knew that and everybody every every female Irish actress within my age range uh was auditioning for this part so it's nothing special I'm not saying that because for months afterwards it was a thing where Irish actresses I would hear being like oh yeah well you know I got very close to being Marianne and normal people I'm like bitch I I auditioned for that and I know about 20 other women who have auditioned for that part so I, I read normal people um I I really like normal people and conversations with friends uh, the books um but I don't know whether that was just because I was getting introduced to her style and I I found it intriguing and also I desperately wanted uh, to I was reading it in a much deeper uh, respect because I was trying to get into the mind of the character I like the books in terms of uh, sexuality I don't find it that sexy I don't think um, they're very sexy books uh, from what I remember conversations with friends is a little bit sexier because it's about this girl having an affair with this like hot uh, act, married actor kind of thing and the character is much um uh, she's a little bit grittier than boring old Marianne. Um, boring old Marianne. People seem to think that they're these like salacious, like not deviant, but like these super steamy um, novels. And then obviously the TV shows as well. But I don't think so. It's a kind of a Fifty Shades situation, isn't it? When that came out, you know, every mammy and auntie across the world were were were, were picking them up, and the idea was, that, oh, they're they're too. Are these books too steamy to sell? And actually, they're incredibly tame. They're they're pretty tame. Um, I remember when I got like the like audition notes and stuff. Um, it was you basically had to go forward with saying you're okay with nudity. I was like, sign me up. I'll, nude for the audition? <laughs> I'm nude right now. <laughs> and I, I think it's kind of the classic Irish thing where we're just totally scandalized by the fact that, well, one, we're amazed that we can even make something, um, uh, make any kind of uh, film, TV ever. I think every time someone releases something that's halfway decent, every Irish person is just like, oh my God. Uh, and then you add the extra part of the Irish people, you're actually seeing Irish people naked. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing your your cousin naked. You're like, what? Yeah, and I guess it, I, again, I'm look. This is ill-informed, right? That's and I said it at the head of it, but I'm going to give my sort of opinion about the vibe from it, mm-hmm. having seen tiny little bits. You know, maybe I saw half of the first episode. I think I did watch either the whole of the first episode or the half of the first episode of, of Normal People. And there's this weird thing where people think that mundane things are more realistic 
as though we lived in a mundane world and we don't you know we, we live in a world where where people are flying rocket ships to mars and we live in a world where um you know every every year our capacity to understand the universe in, increases at an incredible rate and we live in a world where the most bizarre and strange um genders and sexualities are emerging all the time it, it's a really strange time to be alive but there's this thing where like if it's very slow and serious that's more real and that, that bugs the shit out of me mm-hmm. you know because um it just it's just naive like it's silly it's like saying that a fly in the wall documentary is realistic i mean there's cameras there the whole time yeah i think it works for uh, normal people because it's about two awkward teenagers and as they're growing up and that's kind of their personalities we'll allow it for one <laughs> conversations with friends it's been a while since i've since i've read it i remember it being a little bit more uh, having a little bit more personality to it from what I understand and what I've seen about the TV show that's now come out is that they've just made normal people 2.0 um, and that's not working like it's getting a little bit uh, you know overdone now at this point and I am actually for the past like six months have been halfway through her uh, third novel um, Beautiful World Where Are You um, and it's the same thing. And now I'm really tired of how she writes sex because how so she. So how does she write sex? She overexplains things. Like the dialogue makes no sense to me at all. Like the way that the characters talk. Well, maybe it makes sense for this specific Mary Sue Sally Rooney if she like very much like. <laughs> here's an example. She's dirty talking with some object of her affection. She's like. Did you fantasize about me? Did you touch yourself? Do you masturbate? And uh, then the fella, who you'd assume, because like one of the characters in the latest one is like this, this culty sort of like, you know, just a regular old fella from, from the west of Ireland. And he's like, yes, I would like to kiss you. I, uh, I did think about you when I was touching myself. Like... <laughs> it's not very hot is it like it's it has no basis from my understanding of the real world yeah in reality and again like this is ill-informed so i feel like a dick commenting on writing but that sounds very much like that thing where people write different characters but it's all just them Mm -hmm. like there there are lots of different characters but they all have the same voice and their lives are different but really their vibe is the same Mm -hmm. it's kind of a flat emotional illiteracy that you get in a lot of frankly quite bad writing um because what you know one of the most important things as a writer to do is to inhabit the minds of people that are different to you mm-hmm. at least a little bit at least to the point where they're convincing even if they're just stereotypes um that they that they occupy a reality that's not just another version of you in a funny beard and wig like you know mm-hmm. yeah so just to summarize it as a person who is informed with sally rooney i really liked normal people um the the tv show i thought it was pretty good uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, the book is, it, the book is pretty good as well. Conversations with friends. The book is quite steamy, and I and I really enjoyed it. And I really uh, love the main character, Francis. And from what I've heard and what I've seen, like snippets of the TV show, 
they just completely killed any kind of um, personality that conversations with friends had or had the potential to have. Our topic, uh, long, long winding way around to get to it, is a little bit related. It's um, squicks, x turn-ons and turn-offs. And, uh, you know, this is a, something that I think is more prevalent now in the culture. In, in, the, in the early to mid-2000s, people sort of became aware of kink. And, and then you had sex positivity. And now you this, I feel like there's like a really strong backlash against sex from um, a bunch of people who never liked it in the first place, you know, Jesus freaks, and a bunch of people who haven't had it yet or have only had it a little bit. And then a bunch of people who've had it and, and really regret their choices. And, and they've all kind of teamed up together to malign sex in general. And the, but the, anyway, one of the consequences is this, like the idea of a squick or an ick has become super prevalent. Squick being a kink that, that grosses you out and ick just being something that your partner does that immediately turns you off them forever. Ick has become a really popular term. But they, it, the thing is, is that it's like, it's it's like a meme now where it's like something totally innocuous that the partner does like i saw someone say like oh new ick and she just watched her boyfriend like take a bite of a pizza and i had like the big strings of like cheese and she was like oh new ick unlocked i mean i get it you did a belch last night and i was like oh god no <laughs> while i was in his arms yeah you were i think that's what it was it wasn't just like a belch you were like curled up in my arms and i was properly like turned down to zero <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just a, a girl's got a belch sometimes. Yeah. So what are your squicks, icks, and turn ons and turn offs? Let's start with the with the with the squicks. I guess the things that you know uh, in terms of like people's expressed preferences or behaviors during sex are just you're just like don't touch me, get away. Um. Well, I was thinking about uh just a way that people uh like. I, I guess people's technique sometimes like you you know the way people may like kiss you or when they're first trying to like I don't know touch you sexually and you just know immediately that they're like really shit in bed oh, that's interesting so what, what's the giveaway uh, the giveaway for me is if someone is like kissing really aggressively okay that that really gives it away for me that like they they have no like technique they have no like you know thinking about oh how am i actually uh kissing well they're just purely just like animalistic like you know (laughs) um and obviously like you can kiss someone like passionately and with an animalistic like desire can control yourself but there's a difference and do you know what i mean no because when you were saying that i was thinking oh i really like that oh i really like doing that (laughs) (laughs) no like i've kissed people before and like they do the thing where they open and close their mouth like a ventriloquist dummy like okay yeah and the motor tongue as well that the, where the tongue is just doing a circle just like yeah or oh you know and we've talked about this before you know the peck like the it's very hard to describe in it's audio basically like a duck just opening and closing its mouth yeah exactly yeah like, yeah I, I don't like that i'm thinking uh specifically about one person before and like uh kissed me very uh, aggressively and I don't know why I, I went home with them but then that technique followed into when they were like trying to have sex with me um where it was just like like motor hands like just obviously oh god that's awful yeah. motor handing your vagina yeah and like obviously had watched way too much like porn um where they were like okay this is how like two women have sex you know you 
you just like grab the vagina and just go. <laughs> well, I mean, there are ways to do that too. You know, there there are ways to be very forceful uh, with with a vagina with a pussy. Um, it, you know, where you really are using a lot of heft. Mm-hmm. But it's there's a difference between that and just jamming your fingers in and shaking them all about. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's the difference. I felt like from the minute that we started taking our clothes off, that we were having sex like on one and a half uh, speed like it was like just really fast oh interesting and not like oh fast it was over and done with but just like the actual movements were like oh my god i'm on speed right now and that's so because you'd imagine as a as a straight man i've obviously never had lesbian sex right Mm -hmm. so you'd imagine that with okay a lot of the issues around pacing for guys Mm -hmm. are like fear of losing an erection or just uh, just I want to have sex with this person before they change their mind or whatever you know version of insecurity around that kind of stuff but with a girl you're like well surely there's no there's no hurry because there's yeah. no there's no dick involved there's no um, unless it's a, you know a, a mounted artificial one in some sense um, and there's so there's no need for it to be not that it can't be passionate but there's no need for it to be hurried right but yeah yeah obviously this person had just like thought that to be uh, like moving really fastly and really hard like meant passion uh, I mean, maybe she was getting something out of it that I wasn't, but I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> you always wonder with that stuff how much the person is, like, that's just them enjoying themselves in a selfish way and how much is it that they're, like, performing what they think exactly. sex or, or kissing should be. I mean, I've had some really bad kissers. And funnily enough, I've had great sex with people that, c- that couldn't kiss. Mm. So I, I, I sort of was casually involved with someone for, for a long while and... Uh, we had fantastic sex, very kinky, very passionate, interesting, always different. Mm. Couldn't kiss at all. And what was the kissing like? I think in her case, it was a very small, closed mouth type of kiss. We hate that. Sort of a greedy kiss. Um, mm. and, and, and obviously not like I would tend towards the sort of more eat your face off kind of kissing. Yeah. Uh, especially in a sexual sense. And obviously not everyone's into that, but she was the opposite where it was just a tiny little mouth, barely any kissing. And it could have well just been because our dynamic was more sexual than emotional. And I think we both confused it at different times going, oh, well, we obviously have feelings for each other because we're having all this. But actually, really, we didn't. And mm-hmm. hopefully she realizes that now because she's quite hurt at the end of it. And I was hurt at the beginning, so it's all, it all evens out. But um, yeah, and I, I think maybe maybe it was just me. You know, maybe she just didn't want to kiss me in that way. Or maybe she was just a bad kisser. I don't know. I mean, there's a surprisingly large amount of people out there wandering around that are terrible kissers and they don't realize it's it. It's a funny thing. I think maybe people who, who don't really enjoy kissing which is totally fine, of course. Like, not everybody wants a stranger's breath puffing in their face and their saliva dripping down their throat. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people see it as a means to an end of, like, like I, I do the kiss so I can get the sex and then I can have the orgasm and I can go to sleep. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, probably a most extreme version of it. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people are like, okay, when can we get past this to the real stuff? Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, especially when you're first kissing someone that you haven't kissed before or slept with I mean that alone is very exciting yeah and not that you don't want it to have this the rest of it but it's also like really fun and passionate and hot as they you know it gets more steamy and they're kissing all around you and it's well it's fantastic why would you why would you want to skip past that I know it's so good sometimes the trailer is better than the movie and I don't want it to be I don't want people to go away thinking that I don't like passionate kissing that's not that I figured it out now the way that she in particular kissed me it was that like we're on fast forward it was like you know just like 
in this massive hurry for no reason and if someone kisses me like that now I mean I'm not going around kissing anybody right now <laughs> um I'm I'm just I I'm, I'm triggered by that I'm like oh shit I have a feeling this is how this person's going to be like mm-hmm. in in the every, rest in of every it. respect yeah. exactly but what about do you have any x squicks i've many 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 but i suppose we're talking about uh, doing rather than you know thing about them mm. or thing um then i think i would my answer would be the same as most men i think um is that just kind of the dead fish you know somebody that wants to have sex with you or at least says they do mm-hmm. but then when they do it's unresponsive yeah. it's because you're kind of well first of all you're worried you're worried that you're you, you know are they, do they want to even do this? And then they always say, oh yeah, no, I do. And and uh, and then you just feel like, well, first, this isn't that fun and I don't want to be having sex at someone. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a story. Uh, so this is, we, we, we're going to reveal many stories, or at least I am over the course of this podcast. And he, here's probably the first one, I guess. So I, um, I had a really serious relationship breakdown a few years ago. I guess it's probably like, seven eight years ago at this stage but we were together for like four years it's a big heavy deal and Mm -hmm. you know when you when you go back to dating after that you're you're a mess you know you're emotionally vulnerable you've kind of forgotten how to do it all that stuff Mm -hmm. one of the first people that i that i sort of saw or dated after that maybe it was two months six months later i don't know um was was this was this very nice lady very 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 smart very educated um very interesting person really liked her as a person Mm -hmm. and um yeah, we would meet and we would make out and it wouldn't go any further. And I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, she's reserved. Very common in Ireland for people to be reserved and take a while. Um, but we, you know, we started going back to our place. And when I say it wouldn't go any further, I mean, there was nothing. There was no oral, no heavy petting even. And I'm, I was kind of like, what's going on here? So anyway, we, we, we I didn't pressure her at all because I was also in this vulnerable place. But after, I don't know, a couple of, I don't know, it was a month, maybe three or four dates, whatever it was, um, we were back in her place and she said, I suppose we should have sex. And I said I to her, guess. yeah. And I was kind of like, well, you know, we don't have to. And, and she said, no, no, we should. And I said, well, do you want to? And she said, yeah, yeah, I want to. So I was like, okay. So then we, you know, started taking off each other's clothes and stuff. And, and her, everything about her movements, it wasn't reluctant. It wasn't like, I'm doing this and I don't want to. But it was utterly unenthusiastic. And, and then we, we began the act but it was sort of very, she didn't want me to go down on her. She didn't go down on me, I don't think. Or if she did, it was very so brief that I've forgotten. Uh, and then you know, we started doing it. And after about, I don't know, a minute or two, I was kind of like, are you okay? Because she was, it wasn't starfishing, but it was very passive. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, um, it's just going on a long time. So I immediately uh, withdrew my presence. And, and, uh, and I said, look, you know, this is we don't have to have sex it's okay you know that this is not it shouldn't be like this you know and I said do you want to talk about it she says oh there's nothing to talk about it and then you know I was sort of my feelings were hurt so I said look did I probably shouldn't have pushed pushed this point but I was like you know did did something happen to you or you know are you okay you know what's I wanted to know you know was she was she a virgin was she well I don't think she was a virgin but had she had had she been assaulted you know and obviously that's not the time to ask but you know when you're in that moment yeah so uh but she she was like no no just whatever just so we ended up kind of kissing a little bit and then i left and then i think we had maybe one more date after that and what happened was i kind of started to make some moves and she kind of called it off i remember we were watching that that movie which i've never finished because of this um force majeure the film about the avalanche and the, the husband's oh, no. 
doesn't save his family. Anyway, um, so yeah, and then I just after that point we were just on the couch and we were, we were kissing again. This is the the next time we met up after, yeah. and and she was kind of like not into it. And then I just was like, okay, well I should just go. And she was like, okay. And then we kind of had this weird kind of sad moment. I think I even shed a little tear because it again Aww. raw and emotional because yeah. of. And, and yeah, I just left and we never spoke again, never messaged again. And I, to this day, I don't know what happened. But look, obviously, two, at least one one of these two and probably both of these two things that happened. She one was not attracted to me physically, but was like wanted to be maybe because she was not attracted to me because of how I look or whatever. Or maybe just because she was on antidepressants and her sex libido was her sex libido. Her libido was, <laughs> was super reduced or, or, you know, or maybe she just had very, very little sex drive. Yeah. Uh, that's de- one of those things is definitely true. And then also as is so common and very much in Ireland, she might well have been the victim of some kind of like um, abuse or, or attack at some point. And, and the truth is that, you know, people tend to go one of two ways when, when that happens, which is either become very hypersexualized or they become very, very wary and, and unable to enjoy sex. And, and that's, uh, that's fucking horrible f- for everybody um, and, and really tragic. So yeah, very serious note. But anyway, so the ick, long and short of it is the unresponsiveness. It just makes me feel like because like we said before what i really like is passion i like somebody to desire me it's not enough but i need it it's not like oh you're i don't like you but you're into me i'm not but i I definitely need the person to be into me and 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 to be into what we're doing and if they're not it makes me feel terrible about myself yeah it could be what the kids say enthusiastic consent Mm, we'll talk about that another day Mm, i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) um but what's strange about that story to me is that like uh the rest of her demeanor everything else about her was totally like you know uh you were having like good conversations you were vibing with this person yeah, that's called for, a friend <laughs> for a number of days i guess no we had chemistry definitely and, yeah. and, and she seemed to like me and we would you know we, we had these very quite what I would consider fancy dates. You know, we're going to much fancier places than I would usually go to because she was, uh, she had quite a well-to-do occupation, and I you know I was paying and stuff. But but it, uh, it, it seemed I think yeah, I don't know. I don't want to analyze that particular situation. But anyway, that's the that's the big behavioral like not being into me. Yeah. Which is also why I find it so bizarre that people are, the idea of like you know having someone drunk, getting someone drunk, and then taking advantage of them. It's like such a weird like how would how is that fun? Like they're not even. They don't even like just you. get a real doll at that point. Like yeah. obviously it's it's like rape and evil, but I mean just for for putting that aside, like why would you even do it? It's not nice. Like you could literally just I don't know get it buy a large dead pig from a butcher and warm it up in a in a heated blanket and you know and they should <laughs> they, they really should. should. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where the phrase a pig's blanket comes from. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of, um, there was one time when, uh, I, I think this is the one like true one night stand I've ever had. Like I did not know the person before I met them that night and went back to theirs. This um, is this is leaving it the, the glory holes and the, 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 the exactly check, check and the whorehouse. And the, the peepholes and the <laughs> all of that stuff. We'll talk about my Prague days uh, one day. There, reader, there's no practice. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. That will be when we go on tour. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I went to uh, a bar in Dublin with my friends. And um, there was this, I, I got talking to this girl, like on the dance floor or whatever. And um, we were both talking about the fact that we're both uh, bisexual. 
and I was like oh yeah cool whatever you know um wasn't particularly attracted to her and maybe that's my problem that like okay I wasn't amazingly attracted to her but she seemed kind of into me and she was talking to me and then for kind of the rest of the night she was just kind of like following me around or like oh hey you know like you turn a corner and she'd be like oh hey it's you and I'm like oh yeah um and uh, then at one point she she moved in to kiss me and I kissed her back and I was like grand okay I have someone that I'm that I'm kissing in this bar um and then it came time to leave and my friends and I we decided we go to McDonald's as is tradition and um the girl uh, she f- was behind us but as we were walking out she was behind us with her, like her friend uh we all ended up going to McDonald's she like walked up to to me in the group being like oh where are you going and I was like oh we're going here um and then for whatever reason she was like oh uh I live just around the corner we can we can go back to mine and I don't know what kind of buzz I was on I was like yeah why not fuck it Sure, it's only around the corner. Um, so I went back to hers. And all of that enthusiasm just completely kind of melted away. And when we were doing it, suddenly it seemed like she was just wanted to get through it. You know? Um, sorry, it feels like, I feel like this conversation is rapey now. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, just because if someone seduces you and then they stop responding. And okay, yeah, if you're like, They've stopped responding, but my pleasure continues. That's, you know, quote unquote rapey. But like, you're not describing that. You're just describing someone that, I don't know, didn't enjoy, didn't seem to enjoy. Maybe I should go into more details to make it more clear. So like, you know, I took the initiative because I feel like I'm a top when it comes to to ladies. Um, And so I was... Panties all across the world, wetting at the top. (laughs) So I was going down on her and I was just like, you know, you pop your head up every, you know, you're waiting for a response. You're like, <laughs> make it sound like she was the size of a whale. You pop, ooh, ooh, the periscope rises. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, like, is this okay? Is this all right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then eventually I was just kind of like, well, this isn't working out because whatever I'm doing she doesn't seem to be getting anywhere with it and um do you think she was really like into girls or was it like she'd been with one girl and was like i'm by now i'm crazy yeah it was very strange because you know very enthusiastic like you know it was uh, you know following me around the bar and everything like that and then when it came down to it suddenly was just like yeah i'm okay this is fine you know not to go all serious, right? But I think a lot of this shit comes back to, you know, Irish culture has a lot of fucked up shit around sex. And we all, everybody, if you don't know, uh, there was a ton of sexual abuse um, in Catholic Ireland. A lot of it done by priests and a lot of it done by Christian brothers and a lot of it done by nuns. And then there was also abuse in the in the schools, the prisons that, that, that kids who were from, you know, bad kids would get sent to. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, damage um in in you know even though it ended a long time ago you know two two three generations ago um the most of it would have ended but but the the kids of those people you know there's a lot of received trauma Mm -hmm. a lot and then of course before that we were which not so many people know ireland was basically the biggest brothel in the world 
So um, what they would do when we were under English control, right the way up until the 20s and 1920s, was uh, from, from you know, hundreds of years, when they were going to send troops abroad to quell a rebellion in India or take over Myanmar or something, they would, uh, before and after, they would furlough them in Ireland. And it, the biggest brothel in the world was in Dublin. And there were big brothels, not just not physically like a Madame, Madame Sexy, like the, the biggest amount of prostitution. Mm-hmm. And, and they would, the same in, in towns all over Ireland. Drada had every garrison town, Cork, Drada, they all had huge amounts of sex work. So there's tons of trauma from, from forced sex work, um, you know, this is not the same as somebody enjoying their their uh, liberty and whatever. But this is like people pressed into it literally often. There were even laws that a single woman could be virginity tested by any soldier or policeman. And the virginity test was rape. This has gotten really heavy. But basically, I do think that, that there's so much of the fucked upness in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be drunk to have sex with someone. Oh, yeah. I just went mad and it happened. Oh, you know how it happens accidentally. Like, there's a lack of agency. Yeah. And then yeah. lads are, because the girls are like that, the lads are often very like uh, kind of wolfy and like, I have to get the girl. I have to convince her or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're so deprived because the girls are so reluctant. And uh, like, obviously that's changing a lot. But. But that's like that's a grim dynamic that's been around in Ireland for a long time, and I think we're both these stories. I mean, we can't know. We we we'll, we'll never know yeah. unless they listen to this and they go, "Fuck you for telling my story, you piece of shit." But but like, there's even if it's not directly, there's probably some link to that to all that shit. And these things happen everywhere, but they really happened a lot yeah. in Ireland. I found it kind of interesting though, uh, in my situation because it was a lesbian dalliance you know it's <laughs> the new novel by sally rooney a lesbian dalliance um because lesbian sex to me is 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 very it's very mutual so it, it doesn't it cannot work the way that like maybe this girl had had a bunch of one night stands with guys before and she was used to you know she's not really feeling like she can get off he's gonna go he's not that he's gonna go he's gonna do his thing come or whatever and then you know you go to sleep but when it comes to <laughs> what a nice yeah <laughs> amazing what a thrist um but when it comes to lesbian sex, it's like I was going down on her. She seemed like, you know, that it was really doing nothing for her no matter what I was trying. So then I just kind of stopped. And, you know, then and I bet you money she didn't reciprocate. She didn't. She didn't. But like, you know, at, at that point, I was like, God, maybe this girl doesn't have like really any experience. Like, I'm not going to obviously in any situation, I'm not going to force you to do anything. So uh, I just went to sleep. I woke up at like seven in the morning and got the fuck out of there. I was just like, oh, I had a great night. You know, see, ya. I, I really have to go. And I just like grabbed a taxi <laughs> and then disappeared into the night. I like the idea of you physically grabbing a taxi and hauling yourself into it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that sucks. Um, okay, well, let's get back to the more fun topics of, of other squicks and and, and icks. Yeah. Um, okay, so in terms of things about people, mm-hmm. how they look or are mm-hmm. that you're that turn you off. Off. Um, well, I hate tracksuits. I hate anything about any kind of man wearing a tracksuit. I really, really don't like it. it should exp- can you explain what a tracksuit means in Ireland versus other places? I, I suppose, but uh, okay. So uh, to wear a tracksuit in Ireland means that you'll, you'll normally come with a certain personality as well. Um, there's, a, there's a certain kind of, I'd call it a lad, like, you know, a, a lad. And it's just guy that walks around in a group 
of other lads and they're all wearing tracksuits and they probably have a can of monster in their hands and they're walking around the streets and they're like what's up baby yeah like they're just kind of they're the guidos you know they're the guys that sit in maybe in america new york they're like sitting on the porch and they're like catcalling only in 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 ireland they're just kind of walking around a, a damp field <laughs> drinking spiked monster yeah exactly um and yeah to have that there's something about a tracksuit that i'm like no i'm i don't want anything to do with any it's maybe it's the equivalent of like a guy wearing a wife beater yeah 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 it's yeah it's like the trailer trash of ireland basically but it, there's a wide spectrum because there's also mm-hmm. like there's both quote-unquote trailer trash um and then there's also like even quite well to do lads who are bros basically exactly and they, they'll all wear the tracksuit and, and then also the, the 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 jerseys the the gaa jerseys oh, oh that's i feel like that maybe that's even a worse ick for me <laughs> a fucking football jersey i'm i am not into sports i am i have never seen it played a single like game of sports in my life okay that's that's a lie (laughs) I was forced into basketball and all sorts of stuff when I was in primary school but if a lad is into football or sports it's just it I'm dead below the waist there is nothing worse to me the idea of me spending my fucking Saturday sat in a pub watching the match with the lads and I, I I know that's going to insult a few people that are listening but it's it's just not for me and it I it's just a turn off that kind of personality and i'm being prejudiced here like i'm being like i uh, you know i'm putting two and two together and getting five no but i know exactly what you mean obviously there's far less ladettes who are wearing the, the gad jersey although that's a turn off for me too but even with friendships like i have friends and i tr- do not understand this really smart guys who are who are like really interesting and uh, have all the you know read French novels and you know are, are have cool jobs and stuff and then they're like getting together with the lads to play the football and we get just like what is your not to slight football in specific no, no, but there's no, no, something no. about the way it, it is in Irish culture that it's this thing that you're expected to like and it's like everybody's into it and it's we all just gather and I just find it really odd it's yeah. really really odd it, because it's so ubiquitous and it's like it it's just, it, it if you if you tell someone, yeah, I'm not into football, and you're a man, they look at you like you say, um, you know, like I'm asexual or something. Like they would have the same reaction. Yeah, I mean, I obviously have friends that are into football, and I don't begrudge them that at all. I'm just not into dating someone that is going to make me go to the a hooligan, go to the pub on a Saturday and watch the match with, with all the L fellas in yeah. the, in the and, pub. And that's the worst atmosphere as well. Everyone's looking at the telly and then the, the pints are spilled as somebody brings 12 pints back to the mates and it's always the worst kind of drinks. It's always like a harsh lager or like a Heineken or something. Is it terrible to me? I'm now thinking that I don't think I like any anything about that kind of lad culture. If I have a, if I have a fella and every weekend he goes out with his, with his group of lads and there's 12 of them and they walk around the streets and they're like, yeah, I don't like anything about, basically, I don't want my boyfriend to have male friends. No, I mean, it's, I think it's good, right? But not that you, that's, 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 that's too far. That, no, that's no, a no, step that, too far. No, but, no, no, that's not, I, but I there don't are, actually there, mean that. There are enough girls. I, I remember um, my, one of my really good friends, his girlfriend's sister uh, said that she, 
she's like, I like a guy with muscles, but it has to be real muscles, not from the gym, but from working a, a manual labor job, right? Mm-hmm. So for every uh, dolly bird like her, there has to be a balance, right? So that's, I think it's good that there are people who prefer um, the, the finer things, that <laughs> prefer boys who are girls, basically, because that's what I am. And <laughs> no, <laughs> not men's men, you know, but, but also like for me as well, like I, I like super effeminate girls, mm-hmm. but I, a girl who was, who was like a girly girl, who was just really into girly stuff to the expense of other things, that would be a big turn off for me. You mean like a Kardashian sort of? Well, that's the most, that's like a genetically modified girl, right? (laughs) But what about Charlene, who's really into Kardashians? Yeah, exactly. Charlene, who's really into her girly magazines and Kardashians. And it doesn't matter if the person, like, so years and years ago, I did some lab work in college. I was working around all these PhD students, and I was only an undergrad. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to be so interesting. They're all going to be talking about science, and they're going to be, their hobbies are going to be super interesting, and they're all going to play a bunch of instruments. I just imagined that there'd be this, you know, bohemian intellectual, absolutely not the exact opposite so I would be sitting here at the bench and and behind me would be the four girls all doing their PhDs and they'd be like oh my god did you see what just happened on the Osbournes that's how long ago this was or or, or some you know they'd be just shiting on about uh, some soap opera gossip or something and I just wanted to put a gun in my mouth that shit is the biggest turn off for me as as a personality trait just being into shit popular culture just fuck off with that like i mean i'm into pop culture things but it's not your whole identity no no it's not and um, your pop culture things you're into are like the johnny depp trial and stuff yeah that's who who isn't interested in that but yeah. you're, it's not like you're like oh wow the latest gossip from melrose place or something you know yeah that's a different <laughs> Again, with your old reference no that show got rebooted <laughs> that show's on right now is it yes Hmm. <laughs> I think it's not like I watched it the first time. Melrose Place is my mom's kind of time. I'm okay. pr- I'm pretty sure it's it's been rebooted and it's it's check it there, Lucy. It says it ran from ninety two to ninety nine. Oh, for fuck's sake! I thought it was rebooted. Anyway, that's why. <laughs> no, I said in it. fairness, they do those kind of shows get rebooted. They yeah. they rebooted nine hundred two one zero about yeah. That's 10 what I was years get, confusing it with that and Degrassi <laughs> and all that shit. Um, yeah. Um, so what about physically? I mean, you've been very uh, you've all been very intellectual with your with your. Are there things physically that you're like, no, I just that is not for me. Um, I think I'm not into. Uh, a guy who's way too uh, muscly. Like, I mean, like... And it's a good thing, too. <laughs> Look at this soft <laughs> blob of a man. I think what we've established so far in this episode is that we're both soft boys. <laughs> soft we're boy. sensitive boys. We're, we're, we're Oscar Wilde flouncing about Oxford in his capes. My wig! <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my wig! <laughs> um, yeah. I have this thing where if a guy is too into the gym or like really goes to the gym, like, you know, more than once a week, mm. it doesn't well, do it. He's doing all nighters in the gym. Stop. And like, um, like I've worked in places with like guys that are really into the gym and they're like, oh yeah, I did this uh, 6 a.m., you know, spin class before I got here. You're going to come to come to the gym, Nicole? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just, I don't like it. I, I Okay, it's perfectly great to be into your health and all that kind of stuff, but I don't like that make it your whole personality. Mm-hmm. I meal prep the whole week and I, I like have 
I like constantly have like a like a jug of protein shake yeah, in my hand. The only food I eat is those little jars of this is food, mm-hmm. which is a worrying slogan for a food. Yeah, like I, if you had to go on some kind of special diet uh, for whatever That's reason. exactly what would happen to me. That is the classic Garrett thing. <laughs> He's on a special diet now. He can only eat the, the blue goo because of his problem i would i would have no problem with that but i hate the the overly like built up guys like the the rock is like an extreme example but like you know the the guys who who like that's their goal or like a paul brother like you know the way they're just like they're too chiseled i never even like in movies like uh, brad pitt in fight club like does nothing for me do you know what I mean? Really? Brad Pitt and Fight Club, the man every man wishes he was. Well, I mean, when a shirt is off, I'm not like, oh my God, those muscles. Muscles. I don't know. Yeah, I wish I was that deep. I mean, like, if I was a girl, I think I would be into that because the girls that I'm like most like, swing. It's like, not like, they're. <laughs> is that the sound of your erection? That's, a, that's, that's the sound of a 90s erection right there. <laughs> The, the the girls that I'm most into are the ones that are the most, uh, uh, you know, not muscly, but like, you know, perfectly sexy. <laughs> I don't just... Descri- Very des- descriptive. Yeah. They're just sexy. <laughs> okay. The girls that I'm most into are the ones that are most uh, conventionally attractive, you know. Big tits, thin, tight, tight ass, uh, you know, very feminine, very youthful looking, you know, uh-huh. all the things that you get from, you know, eating one gram of food a day and, and spending 24 hours in the gym. Yeah, but do you like the, the commitment that comes with that? No, God, no. It was they have like, to do that on their own time. Don't yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> you are the equivalent of that girl that you met that was like, I want the guy to be muscular, but not to be yeah. get it from the gym. Yeah, I want it to be perfectly super hot, uh, but it has to be just for me eating loads of pizza and hanging out with the lads. <laughs> You know the movie Gone Girl and uh, Rosamund yeah, Pike. Yeah, you brought this up already in the previous episode. Okay, well, sorry, but I'll just say that like Gareth is the guy she's talking about. He is maybe yeah. Ben Affleck in Gone Girl. And actually, Ben Affleck's side piece in Gone Girl, played by Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah, that's kind of perfect. Like that's like you want that, but no effort. Like just she's hanging out in her jammies. She's like, hey, do you want to watch the new Belle Delphine porn that just dropped? And, uh, and and she still looks like Emily Ratajkowski. Well, how am I doing? You know, I don't think I quite get You're doing pretty well. You're, I'm you're, doing pretty well. Nicole's quite into the new Belle Delphine that dropped. I am. I am quite into it. I, I've been updating Gareth being like, did you see the latest Belle Delphine thing? <laughs> you're far more into her than like, I ever was. She's definitely gotten her tits done. She has got her tits done. And, and can I say, it's a great job. I don't like fake boobs. No. You know, That's another ache of mine. I don't like fake boobs. Have you ever touched a fake boob? No. Because I, I can tell you, I have. Uh, I never actually sat with someone with a fake boob, but I had a couple of friends that had boob jobs done, and the classic thing, they're like, try it out. And and they they feel pretty good. They don't feel like a big bag of sand. I feel like I'd be able to tell. I feel like I'd be able to oh, tell. Oh, yeah, you can tell. It's totally different. But it's not hard. It's not like, it's it's like a more like a bag of water than a bag of sand. I think it actually it is. is. It's like a bag of saline. Yeah, yeah. So it's like thickened, right, as well. So it's not like just like a water balloon, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's not an unpleasant feeling. I'm sure those in like in the '90s, those big silicon rock hard titties were terrifying. But a modern boob boob job boob is is quite nice. You know what I did? I think it was yesterday. Um, did you get a boob job? No, I didn't get a boob job. Surprise! <laughs> oh my god, they're so big. <laughs> 
yesterday. Sometimes if I raise my arms above my head, my boobs get really high on my chest. They look really like circular. Uh, I was like, these look fake. And then I was like doing a demonstration to myself being like, see, they're real. Like if anyone were to ever see my boobs and like be mistaken for them to be fake. I was like, no, look, they're real. <laughs> Is that too? That's that's a cool story, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought people might enjoy a story of Nicole touching her boobs. Oh, but I'm okay. sure they do. I'm sure they've all finished. But <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just like you're talking to yourself again. He's <laughs> too used to me talking about my boobs. So. Talk, talking to your boobs and about your boobs. The what about what about for for a girl? What's that like? Oh no, no, no! Don't be doing. Don't don't be like that. Don't have that. Well, I don't like. Um, as you describe a, a jolly bird like i don't like that uh, that typical like super girly girl i like i like a little bit of edge a little bit of artsy a little bit like me mm-hmm. i just want to have sex with myself yeah this is a common trope with bisexuals that i've known <laughs> i used to have a friend in school uh he was a really interesting guy he was a, he was chinese and had lived in ireland since he was i think in his early teens um, and he was very tall and he had been a model so he was like, super into himself mm-hmm. and he uh, I remember he used to say he's like <laughs> he's like I really fancy myself if I could fuck myself I would fuck myself and he's the kind of person who thought everyone wanted to fuck him actually another story uh, he once came to visit me when I was living in the UK and uh, I think I, I started cooking for him for to make him lunch and he goes hey turn around turn around and I turned around and he had his dick out and he goes it's nice isn't it <laughs> And, uh, and he did indeed have an enormous penis, uh, even flaccid, which again, I guess, stereotypically unusual for a Chinese guy, just like his height. Um, I haven't measured a lot of Chinese penises. I don't know the accuracy of that. But anyway, um, he, very large. And he every time I used to hang out with this guy uh, and I met him at different times with different girlfriends, he would always try and get us to have a threesome. <laughs> And neither of us were ever into it. So anyway, I uh, hope he's uh, hope he's doing well. That that uh, that chancer. He was the like the the biggest um, advocate for that. Like he literally told me if, many times if I could only clone myself, I'd fuck myself. Like he he jerked he jerked off looking in a mirror. Have you ever done that? No, God no. I don't. I don't. I want to jerk off with like a my head is like in a in a blanket, so I can't see any part of my hideous body. No, you no. want to jerk off in that in you know that Beckett play where they're just heads. Exactly, because like I'm just as shallow about me as I would be about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I don't look at myself and go, you know what? Good for you. You're swigging a can, and you're no. I look at myself and I go, you're a rancid pig man. Oh. And you should have your you should be have a your head and body should both be replaced. No, <laughs> don't say that. I know it's not a healthy self esteem. I'm just saying that's how I feel. So so no, it's the opposite. But I do know a straight guy who does that actually, and I won't mention his name because he's probably listening. Uh, but he has he has owned up to that. So it's not just um, bi or gay guys who who get off on them themselves. I guess when I'm looking at a girl um, to that I'm when into. When I'm looking at a girl. <laughs> It's not a real song, but it should be. It, it sounds like a 90s power ballad. No, it's like a 70s, like... When I'm looking at a girl... It's a Kenny Rogers song. It's a song. Kenny Rogers song, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking about that song about the where he, he's like the, the war veteran who's paralyzed. Oh God, yeah. And he's like, don't go out tonight. I'll kill you <laughs> if I could. <laughs> if I could, I'm going to only get out of this chair. But you are, Blanchard. <laughs> What's that other song? There's that really grim Bill Withers song about being cooked. 
Um, Ain't no sunshine when she goes. That's a good song, though. It's a great song. I suppose it's it's this weird thing that when girls um, do themselves up for a night out, it's obviously, you know, you want to look your absolute best. But sometimes that includes adding different appendages, like, you know. The hun bun. Yeah, not the hun bun, but like, you know, clip-in extensions and fake eyelashes and high heels and and maybe they have like a push-up bra and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, it's... I don't think it's ever happened that someone that kind of done up would has come on to me or I've gotten even the indication. I mean, that's on me that they would even be into women. Um, well, they'd generally be closeted, I guess, if they're that sort of honey. Yeah. Historically, at least. But I, I suppose I'm not into into that because I'm just thinking of like how difficult it will be when that starts to all come up not for me to be like into them anymore that's not the total opposite in fact but i i suppose there is that extra thing you know have you ever like kissed someone or wanted to kiss someone but they have a lot of makeup on and you're just thinking like it'll smear on your face kind of thing no those are the kind of girls that also are completely not into me they're into the lads yeah i mean i am i really can't speak because i wear red lipstick and <gasps> there's this big that's not the same thing there's bit no but i have left guys completely their faces destroyed <laughs> i used to wear and people who've known me for a number of years may have noticed that as the years have gone on i've, I've my lipstick has gotten lighter it's still red but it's i used to do layers upon layers of it and it was just it was thick and dry so that it wouldn't come off but it wouldn't come off me but i kiss guys and it would like embed into their skin that's, it, a, that's the last thing you want in a partner thick and dry yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> but um yeah so i guess i'm not strictly into into someone overly done up which is funny because it's all about attracting the person but yeah well we should we should say again if you're not from if you're listening to this you're not from ireland there is a very specific culture in ireland amongst like young girls or whatever who like just apply a ton of bronzer and makeup it is very much like that jersey shore thing that we talked about earlier where they they're doing themselves up to the nth degree in a very stylized way and nowadays with the contouring makeup it's even more pronounced Mm -hmm. usually extremely short skirt heels it's a very exaggerated thing and and it can be it's not a huge turn on for me i mean if someone's very hot right they can Mm -hmm. do anything they can they can wear a sackcloth and you're still like oh sackcloth girl but if unless you're scaldingly hot that's not a it's not a hot well we're not the demographic clearly because we're not into well i'm not into the muscle lads the you know um and if they're my friends and and my friends you know they are known to get dolled up on a night out i'll be like you look stunning but i'm not gonna fuck you (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like the worst x-factor judge of all time i look stunning but i'm not gonna Sharon Osbourne on the factor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh god. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we've established that I'm a body fascist, and you just don't like dealing with a lot of makeup and accessories. Yeah. Even though I myself have worn a lot of makeup and accessories. But that's that's an interesting thing about you know bisexuality and self love and it being attracted because it's common in gay couples um, on on you know both male and female to 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 be with people who are quite similar looking to yourself. You know, from what I've seen with friends and, and, and just generally in public a lot of the time and clothes exaggerate that. But but a lot of times you see people in couples who look super similar. Yeah. And it, it, it's obviously more noticeable when it comes to gay couples. I know this one couple and they could be brothers. They're both baldy, 
middle-aged men. Baldy. Oh, they're both bald. Um, middle-aged men. I like baldy. <laughs> baldy men. They're, they're two baldy fellas. And, um, and they're the same age. Kind of say, they're both like a little bit shorter than, than, I don't know, the average height of a man. Squat. They're squat and bald. <laughs> um, and are they you know what they are? They're Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> This is very mean. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hope you're listening to him. <laughs> but okay, so you got the picture in your head. They're getting married, but they literally they could be twins. Right. They're their own parents would get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. But I've been guilty of that as well. I twins you know, <laughs> I'm an only child, so you cannot even accuse me of that. Um but let's uh, let's go to something more positive. So you talked about the turn offs. Yeah. What what are your turn ons in terms of uh, let's go to go back to the squicks and the X in terms of a thing that someone can do that you're like, ah, yeah, fair play. I like that. Um, I like a bit of a, a, you know, I like when you're kissing someone and they put their 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 hand like through like you know the nape of your 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 neck and they break their fingers like like up your like into your hair and they do just a slight pull, just a little one. Ooh. That's also one of my moves. With with the lady. With a lady, yeah. I feel like it'll hurt my neck if you do that. <laughs> Don't get enough stretching. Oh god! <laughs> oh, Don't do oh, that on me, love. You've pulled my neck muscles. <laughs> Hush. I love that. Everybody likes the idea of daddy, but the practice, the, the, <laughs> every crumbling bit of him no longer works. Um. Yeah. So I like that. I like. Yeah, I I like a bit of of bossing around. I I can only think of negative things right now because I was trying to think of like, <laughs> um, I I once hooked up with this guy, and we we didn't really know each other, you know. Um, and this was our first time having sex, and he called me baby. In bed, isn't mm-hmm. that strange? That's pretty normal, baby. Hey, baby. No, but it was like I was his girlfriend. He was like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. I get you. I get you. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? No, I do know what you mean, actually. And actually, I've had the same experience when when you're having a, like the first time you sex, have sex with someone or it's a one night stand and, and they say that. I actually had that exact same experience now that I think about yeah. it. And it Why is kind of like, huh, okay. It's a I lot. was like, hmm. But it's not, I like it, actually. I was, I mean, I was flattered. I was like, Oh, little girlfriend experience happening. <laughs> He's giving you the boyfriend experience. He's giving me the boyfriend experience. The much less yeah. successful Sasha Grey film. Yeah, so I think it's it's obviously very attractive when someone uh, is a bit bossy. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, <laughs> we start riling each other up. <laughs> no, I think it all comes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know the. Um, person being really into you you know so I, I i i would consider myself pretty kinky but i can't like it has to be a mutual thing and the the more mutual it is the better so the more they're like like when a girl has a kink that's so hot because it's rare it's unusual mm-hmm. uh, that they would have one it's even more unusual that they tell you um so i i, I was involved with someone for a while who had a had a tickling kink and I mean it's about as mild as a kink can get right it's so vanilla she was all shy and embarrassed about it which is very hot and then we could do it which was very simple because it didn't require any equipment or anything which is also very hot and it just the fact that somebody is into sex enough that they have a preference for it this all comes back to growing up you know the time I did and just just girls being so coy and stuff and just so someone who's like really 
really enjoying themselves mm-hmm. is really hot. Obviously, I'm dominant, uh, or it wouldn't work with us, right? Uh, from what you just said, so so I, I like uh, I like submission, but submission needs to be for me enthusiastic, right? I, I want the person to be like to to doing some deviant shit with me, and then to turn around and be like, you know, I don't know how graphic I should be, but you know, there's a there's a moment that I had with someone once where like. Um, You're blushing. Uh, well, He's blushing. Talking to the world here. Uh, I, I, uh, I was with this girl, and, and it was kind of my first kinky relationship. And you know, she asked me to come in her face, and I did. And then she was like, "Do you think I look pretty?" And that was really hot because it wasn't just, "Oh, we're done this thing and it's mm-hmm. dirty." It was that she was like really into it, really into it, and in this kind of very deviant way. And it was like super hot. Oh my god. Yeah, just I mean, I think like obviously there's kinks that I wouldn't. If somebody was like, I want to eat your poop, I would be super turned off. Mm-hmm. But I think generally speaking, just them being really into something is the biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, and the hottest thing, uh, and just them being really into me and being really like flirty and, and and into me is just super. I just love it. Yeah, um, I've also encountered someone who had a a, a bit of a tickle fetish. Um, oh really yeah like a little one okay a so, little one uh, <laughs> just tickle me a little bit it was very concentrated to like one area so like i was hooking up with this guy how many of these stories in this episode <laughs> <laughs> we sound like the biggest pair of prostitutes of all <laughs> we're we are some sluts um <laughs> i was hooking up with this guy and um and we were we were kissing um on his bed and <laughs> He takes my hand and shoves it up his armpit. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. <laughs> Sweaty sex armpit. Yeah. Without warning. Without warning. Well, he didn't. Okay. I, I say shove. Like he, he gently guided my hand up to his armpit and he did a little motion with his fingers, like a little tickle motion with his finger, as if to say mirror the motion of my fingers. Um, so I just. I, He's I training it like a monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like doing it. And then eventually I, you know. I, I forgot that I was uh, I was supposed to do it. I didn't realize how much he he needed this because my hand was elsewhere. And then he like he put it back. He put it back. Oh, he was like, no, do it. And he didn't say a word. He just did the little tickle motion much. with his fingers. Well, this goes back to this lack of communication in in Irish culture because if the way you mm. fuck someone the fir- first time uh, is just we're both pissed and then you get into a relationship by oh i met that person when i was pissed several times we mm-hmm. pissed means drunk by the way not angry in ireland and, and if that's how a relationship starts I mean, your communication skills are fucking sorely lacking right and obviously you could not to be belabor this point but you could easily like traumatize someone if in the middle of sex you you roll something out and you don't say it to them mm-hmm. you don't even so, like the my issue with the whole consent culture thing is it's it's predicated on this idea that if if you don't make everything explicit that you've that you've transgressed that maybe you were rape adjacent because you didn't say it out loud i think that's insane you can communicate with your body you can communicate with your eyes you can communicate with but that said you probably shouldn't just grab someone's hand and shove it up your armpit that's like what if you were really not into armpits or or, or which is perfectly I reasonable thing against armpits yeah i'm a sweaty think, man armpit so you think when it comes to something that's uh, outside the the imagine normal imagination of what you expect to happen during sex they should say hey i i like this N- no, i mean there, there's ways you know you, you don't have to have a meeting about it 
you don't have to sit down for a cup of coffee before this you know like like but i say that specifically because like traditionally in kink culture like that's what we do do right so people who actually go to bdsm clubs and stuff generally will even sometimes have pen and paper surveys that they give their partners or i guess you know online now but like they will establish okay we're going to do this we're going it's like an important set you know we're going to do anal we're going to do whatever and and the reason for that is because some of the shit is you really need to know that this person's into it because it's potentially physically damaging or dangerous and i don't think you need to go that far in a regular sex scenario but you should at least say hey do you do you want to whatever it is or yeah, how, about, is how about you do this you know or yeah. how about i do this or hey are you liking this you know just introduce it if it's a new thing right come on yeah. like that's respect right yeah um <laughs> and be, I, maybe that's part of the reason why like um because he didn't say it to me or you know he he just kind of did it um and i had no problem i i thought it was funny mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, in the moment and it's relatively benign it's not like he, he yeah fisted your butthole or something without asking yeah exactly it's not like i mean it'd be a different story even if he took my hand and put it like like on his gooch or something you know i'd be like ironically i think that's kind of less of an ask because it's more normal you know (laughs) i suppose i i don't know okay scratch that i I think that's totally normal to expect when you're having gooch stroking yeah (laughs) um tickling but unfortunately, I I did tell my friends when we had a bit of a laugh about it. And now wow. I've told everyone on the podcast. This is the worst part of it, girls, right? It doesn't matter <laughs> how, what she says, she's going to tell your friends or her friends, hopefully yeah. not your friends. Um, you know, so if you have that moment where you get sick or, I don't know, you wet the bed because you had 18 points, it's getting told to everybody. It depends. I think, you know, uh, it depends on obviously how much respect that person has for, for their uh, boyfriend and um, boyfriend i was just talking boyfriend. about a hookup but yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> i guess it is it does extend even to that no yeah the you well this is the thing if if you've graduated to this person being a boyfriend or someone that you want to be your boyfriend then um you're not gonna talk about yeah, that i think generally. you really shouldn't and look I if had, it's something embarrassing like i've told fu- funny story oh me and gareth were having sex and all you know yeah, I, I think, look, I did that when I was much younger, a lot, you know, I and I, and I, look, we're, in a way we're doing it now, but it's anonymous, it's different. But I would do that where I would, you know, sleep with someone and I'd tell my friends all about it and stuff. And, and I, I, look, you have a right to, I'm not saying you don't have a right to do it, but I think it's pretty, it's pretty actually shitty to do, you know, yeah. because like at the end of the day, what happens between you, again, in a, in a, if it's not anonymous... Uh, like everybody has the right to their own story and you can write a novel about it or something but I just think there's, it's a little bit cruel maybe especially if it's a negative thing especially if it's like girls or he did this or oh lads she had one of these you know um, I don't know it just it's it just seems like it's not very kind and oh, look you know I'm not saying people are you should be arrested for doing it but I just think like because that's kind of that's why I, again with all this consent culture stuff people are really quick to make stuff like really wrong and evil and you can't do that and you know it's no it's like there's a there's a there's a whole world out there between the best thing ever and like criminal right and and I don't think it's anything like criminal but I think if you if, if when you sleep with someone you go into mad details to your friends about it it's a, it's a, it's it's de classe I would agree. Except um, that you do it anyway, so it's all right. But it's no, all right. I mean, you do it. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I don't... I, I'm trying to think now if I... I don't think I'd tell... So, but firstly, if we're if we're doing it, I mean, it's the likelihood that something, like, 
wrong is going to happen or like something funny that I'd be like oh my god girls this thing happened um (laughs) is pretty unlikely anyway so I'm trying to remember if I've even said something like that like I probably not I guess I'm thinking about it a bit more I guess how I feel is like maybe it's no big deal if you tell someone about all the crazy stuff you did with someone but if they had like an embarrassing thing happen to them like let's yeah like let's let's say it's a girl and uh she was on her period and the there's blood everywhere after mm-hmm. it. like telling your friends or something like that is that's humiliating the person mm-hmm. that's okay that's what i was trying to say yeah because i wasn't thinking about it very clearly i think you should be able to say whatever you want obviously but it is cruel to humiliate someone guys listening you know you gotta you gotta know that in general girls do that you know and guys can do it too but i think all girls do it and uh, yeah be aware be wary be aware so that has been our discussion of turn-ons, turn-offs, squicks, icks, and other reactions that people have to bodies, preferences, desires, and uh, deviations. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about this again, I'm sure, but uh, it was a, that was an intense one. It was. Um, revealed. Uh, we revealed a lot. I feel like we've managed to insult most people. Most groups, orientations, individuals, <laughs> preferences, uh, body types. People that go to the gym, people that wear makeup, people that are too uh, unfit, people that are too fit, people that are too feminine, people that are too masculine. We got it all. So if you're offended, you're not alone. But, but you know, I want to say at the t- at the end of the show here, I think um, something that doesn't get said enough is your preferences are yours and they're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, short of kids, which obviously don't act on it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you're into. You know, you should enjoy it and embrace it. And you should never feel guilty or shame about it ever, 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 ever. No, no matter how much society wants to make you feel shame for who you are and what you like. And you don't need to work on it. You don't need to change it. If you like, you know, if you like jerking off to, to, to National Geographic videos of bald eagles, you do it. You know, don't don't molest a bald eagle. They're rare. They won't, they won't be able to breed if you, if you do that, if you interfere with them. But, you know, at least in the realms of fantasy, anything goes. Jerk off to whatever you want. You don't need my permission, but do it anyway. And in the realms of reality, as long as you're not hurting anybody, fuck what people say, because there is so much judgment. And I want to get onto this on one of our next shows, um, why we're doing the show. And I think for me, a lot of it is a bit, there's just too much judgment, too much negative judgment about other people's preferences. Like, I don't like that, so you can't do that. And, and it's not okay. Um, it makes me think back to um, when I was in a previous relationship and I remember showing um, the person I was with, I remember showing her a, a picture of someone uh, who had this like crazy, like curvaceous body, like proper like hourglass. And I was showing her the, uh, this picture and I was like, oh my God, her body is perfect. And she goes, everybody's body is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was just expressing a desire there. I, you know, it kind of cut into like that moment where I was like, oh my God, isn't this person hot? And then I'm like, okay, now we're, now we're back to school here. Yeah. Now that shit is, and nobody believes that really everybody is perfect really okay well then you you really should get a job in, in, in the Czech, uh, you know, all you can eat and bang, uh, Whorehouse because like no one feels that way that's not true even people who are you know pansexual uh, like our previous guest uh was her name again uh, petunia yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody has preferences and it's okay and even if your preferences are considered uh you know like well, you shouldn't like that or that's the no one can tell you that the reason why i'm so um 
adamant about this is because we have just come, just, just now, in the last 50 years, from hundreds of years of people having so little say about who they got to sleep with that gay people were imprisoned and straight people were matched up by their parents. That just happened. Mm-hmm. And it was most of human history. Let us enjoy ourselves. We don't need to live in a prison. It doesn't help anybody and it doesn't save anybody. If we can all tell each other what we like and we can meet on that basis and we can say, I like you, you like me, let's have fun, then that's all that matters. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) This was (laughs) Everybody Wants to Love You. Enjoy. We'll be back again next week. And everybody does. Everybody wants to love you. Everybody wants to love you. Well, I ask a psychopath, I get that kind of an answer.